0: Welcome to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. I'm your host, Selena Bournes, founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Each week, we provide you with strategies, tips, and encouragement about pursuing your life's passions, embodying the confident version of yourself, and overcoming obstacles to living authentically so that you can attract success and be the boss in all areas of your life. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Polisher Mirror podcast. I'm your host, Selena Barnes, your mindset strategist and founder of the Lady Circle of Success. Now today I welcome Krisha Sarah Bowen. Krisha is a career and lifestylist who has devoted her life to helping people make deliberate lifestyling choices to live the life they love and love the life they live by design. Krisha's life mission is to influence thought, to change behavior. She is the founder of the dynamic movement called Purpose Diaries, and her book is also titled Purpose Diaries. Krisha has successfully built a borderless global business serving to date clients from the US, Australia, Canada, Jamaica, and her native homeland of Trinidad and Tobago. Krisha functions from her purpose, helping others to push past pain and passionately pursue purpose. Let me guess, you like peas. (laughs) (laughs) Tongue twisters, push past pain and passionately pursue purpose. Hello, Krisha. Welcome to the Polish Amira podcast. How are you?
1: Hi, Selena. I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: Great, great. Now, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Absolutely. Um, the part about me that people don't know, Selena, is that I worked in corporate and HR for a number of years. So I'm an HR professional by career path. But maybe about seven years ago, I left my job. So once I left my job, I went into full time entrepreneurship, which started with someone in my inbox asking me, Krusha, do you coach? I had never coached a day in my life. But when I got that inbox, I said, yes, absolutely. And they were like, how much does it cost? I said $30 for 30 minutes. (laughs) And that was kind of the beginning of my coaching journey. Me saying yes to an inbox, now building a business where I for real, for real, (laughs) really (laughs) coach.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Now, I know you as the best course creator coach out there and also as PC, Pastor Krisha. Now, you live in Trinidad. Trinidad, Can I talk today? You live in Trinidad and Tobago. And all of my communication with you over the past years has been virtual. But recently, we had an opportunity to meet in person in Florida at our church's first annual retreat. Now, let me tell you, it was extremely nice to be able to physically give you a hug. And, you know, it just felt like seeing a family member who you haven't yes. seen in a long time, right? I agree. Now, I have always admired how focused and confident you are, but at the retreat, just like you just said just now about your journey, you revealed that you have not always been that way. So, I'm always interested in finding out how entrepreneurs learn to become confident. So, share with us how you learn to become this confident version of yourself.
1: Oh, my goodness. Amazing question. So, I was very shy and introverted. I still have those tendencies, but once I'm operating in, in my coaching space or in my business space, or even in the pastoral space, people never believe that I'm shy or introverted. You probably saw a little bit of that at the retreat and you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, she's really introverted. Um, and I actually went to this communications course by Dale Carnegie. It was called Effective Communications. So actually, Selena, when I spoke, I used to Speak so soft, like people couldn't hear me. And at this um, this program, we had to talk enthusiastically. So they pushed you to come out of your comfort zone. And since that course, I'm like, I think my volume is too loud. Like I want to turn <laughs> myself down. But that push really started my confidence with being um, comfortable with my voice. I don't know if I didn't like the sound of my voice. I always had a fear that I speak with an accent. I speak really fast. And in this global environment, I might say words a little bit differently and people might miscommunicate. So I had all these things in my mind in terms of why I could not show up as my authentic self. Okay, and i realized that I couldn't do anything else but be me. So I continued to do that. And with that, I would say emergence of my voice, slowly I started to grow in being comfortable in Christian's skin.
0: That's amazing because a lot of us have those limiting beliefs like you talked about. You have that record of that negative self-talk going on in your head saying, I can't do this because or I'm not perfect. I have the accent. You know, I get that sometimes, too, because, you know, coming from New Orleans, a lot of times we tend to talk fast and I have to catch myself and say, "Okay, slow it down just a little bit. But I like how you said really the root of it is just practice. Yes. Practicing is what helps you overcome those limiting beliefs and become more confident in what it is that you're doing. So my next question is we talked about you being a course creator coach. Now, there are a lot of course creator coaches out there. So what sets you apart? How are you different?
1: I am different because I help people create result-oriented courses. Most times when you go to another course creator or you look at a course creation model online, what you're going to do is just pack tons of information into maybe pre-recorded videos, and you're going to sell that as a course. Now, ideally, that does not get the result that you want, even though you feel if I teach people everything, they will be happy with my course and they will get the results. Well, that's not necessarily true because we have a psychology in terms of learning. So what I've been able to do is to use my corporate knowledge in terms of HR with performance and development and getting people to perform on the job, I've been able to use those same skills in the creation of courses. So what you find is the courses that I help my clients create, it's just like a performance review because it's designed to help the person to get that result. So that is the difference in me not helping people to just get your information out there, but to package it in a way that people learn And in a way that causes us to compete against ourselves, and in a way that causes us to get that actual result that the course promises.
0: And I love how just going back to the beginning when you said someone sent you a DM and asked, do you coach? And you were like, in your mind, no, but outwardly, sure, I do. And it's something that a lot of people can take away from this is. You just mentioned about utilizing your past experience and your business world to help you in your coaching world. And that's what a lot of people, they may think like um, just like with, you know, because I I attended the Les Brown's Power Voice speaking course. Right. And uh, one of the things that I went into it with thinking was I don't have a story because listening to the other people tell their stories. And I found out I wasn't alone. A lot of people say, I don't have a story. I, I don't know what to talk about. But when you start thinking back over your life and your experience and all the things that you've gone through, yes, everyone has a story. And just like you use your your, your past experience to help you now, you know, everything just comes full circle. And I love that. And then also you talked about um, being the course creator coach and what it is that you do and how you set yourself apart. What I can tell everybody is I have taken your course. And what I love about it is the fact that not only do you teach us how to get our information out there to help others, but you don't just say, put it out there, pre-record it, let it go, and then let it run on autopilot and then hope People learn. No, you like to say, OK, well, just like you did with us, you take them by the hand in a sense and say, do you understand or let me help you work through these steps, yes. which is what I love. And for me, that's what I feel sets you apart, mostly because wow. you have that personal touch. And I love that. <laughs> <Thank> now, you <laughs> you're welcome. Now, you talked about. Um, you know, pursuing this dream? You said, no, I'm not a coach, but hey, I'm going to be one today, right? (laughs) What what obstacles have you had to overcome while pursuing this dream?
1: Um, I think the biggest obstacle was, like you said, my limits and beliefs, right? So because I felt like my biggest thing was thinking that criser you from a small island if anyone looks for trinidad and tobago on the map you probably will not see it because it's a tiny dot on top of venezuela so i always said to myself who's going to listen to this island girl from a small country and really see my credibility so even though i studied and i'm you know certified and all of that i still felt inadequate so i think Throughout the years, I've had to overcome those limiting beliefs. And I've had to say, Krisha, you are getting results. You are getting repeat clients. Your clients sing your praises, basically, Mm -hmm. in terms of the results that you are able to generate. Now it's time for you to believe in you. Because honestly, Selena, they probably probably believed in me a lot more than I believed in me. So throughout the years, it was really about getting more and more comfortable with that. I am in this space. I know what I'm doing. And even though I'm from a tiny dot that's on top of Venezuela, (laughs) I can still make a ripple, like a tiny pebble just dropping in the ocean and rippling out.
0: I love that because. I love that you talk about having that self-confidence and that's something that a lot of us don't have. And, you know, especially in this arena of coaching and just putting yourself out there, you feel like, you know, you're second guessing yourself because I don't know if you're anything like me. I mean, you talked about being an introvert and all that. So am I, but I also have this this thing about wanting everything to be just a certain way before I release it. Like I can spend way too much time, I know, uh, just developing and planning and putting it all together instead of just putting it out there, right? And you say, you know, your clients sing your praises, but it really takes you, the individual who's going through it, to actually sing your own praises yeah. in order for you to believe it, right? Yeah. So I love that. Now, you you project a strong sense of authenticity, Right, So I'm curious to know, how did you learn to express yourself authentically, personally and in your business? I think a lot
1: of it for me was just doing it. And the more that I did it, the more I became confident. I feel confidence is a byproduct of awareness. So the more you become aware of who you are and your gifts is the more confident you become because you start seeing the results. You start seeing the transformation. So I started to realize, Krisha, all these things that you are putting as limitations, your clients love all of it and they love all of who you are, including <laughs> the accent, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me tell you, Karina, I even tried to get like a speech person to help me limit the accent. I'm telling you how far really? I went. <laughs>
0: really? Yes.
1: And then I was like, Christian, though, because no, I mean I think me without this is no me.
0: <laughs> like, that is your authentic self. Why would you get rid of that? And like you said, that is also a draw. Yes. You know, for some reason people love accents. <laughs> yes. And then like, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> right, it keeps them entertained and engaged. Yes, no. definitely. So I think amazing.
1: with our awareness over the years, I've become more and more confident in um in my abilities. And you know, people say "fake it till you make it." I'm not. Uh, I don't support that saying. It's really "faith it until you make it." So <laughs> I just stepped out. And I just did it honestly. Every single time that I go live, inclusive of now, I'm nervous. Every mm-hmm. single time I have to uh, present or to teach or to speak, I'm nervous. People never believe it because they say, "Oh, you execute with such confidence, and you, you know, it's you know what you're doing." But I'm nervous every single time. But I had to push past those nervous feelings, and I had to get over myself and. Slowly, you know, I just kept pushing, 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 which is where that push past pain comes from, right? Three (laughs) peas. The story of the peas. But that's kind of where it it comes from. And you know, it's every level of success that I attain, I have to find a new level of confidence. Mm -hmm. The old level doesn't work. Right. So I just, it's a constant pursuit. Mm -hmm. It never feels like it's complete.
0: I love it. And you just said something I want to make sure everybody heard. You said that it's not fake it until you make it. It's what? Faith. Faith it until you make it. it. And I love that. And, you know, speaking of faith, we both have a a mutual coach, you know Marcus Y. Rozier, who's also our pastor. And one of the things that he's told you many times, and and he's, well, I can speak for myself. I know he's told me many times that you have to have more confidence in yourself. And I heard him say to you, Christian, no, you can do this. (laughs) And so it also helps to have other people that are pushing you. Because they see in you what you don't see in yourself and you borrow their belief. And when it's someone who you is someone who you who you trust and who you admire and, you know, say, wait a minute, if they see this in me, then I must be all that. (laughs) So go ahead and get to it. Right. (laughs) Now, I want you to provide us with some strategies, Um, some strategies on how to help maintain our sense of self. Because like you said, you've gone through this process with your coaching and you had all these limiting beliefs, worried about your accent and you know what people would think. But overall, even though you're pushing through it, you're still maintaining your sense of self. So was there any kind of strategy or something that you can provide us with some tips on? So I meet with myself regularly.
1: And when I say I meet with myself, I do a check-in to see how are you feeling what's what's triggering this type of emotion um, I do a lot of journaling so when I meet with myself I tend to kind of dump Where am I right now? How am I feeling? What triggered this thought? What do I feel like I'm lacking? And after that meeting with myself, I start thinking, am I reflecting who I really am? Now that I have this sense of awareness of who I am and I know my purpose, I also know when I shrink back into the Christian that didn't know herself. And that's going to happen from time to time. We will shrink back into that old self. When I do that and I have that meeting and I really see and test the temperature of how, I, how I'm how i feeling, then I make adjustments. Some of those adjustments for me is simply just having quiet time for me to think and really come back to my core beliefs and my sense of self. Because I'm a super nice person, I often give away my yes too easily. And it leads to me being in problems because I give it to people who don't value my yes. Then I end up being burnt out, frustrated, and that pulls me further away from myself. And I feel myself being miserable or frustrated, not wanting to talk, not wanting to interact. And that's when I do that meeting with myself. Sometimes people avoid silence, Selena, because we don't like to sit with our own thoughts. So we like to be busy. We like to be on the mm-hmm. go. We like to play music. A lot of times in my car, I turn the radio off mm-hmm. and I just let my thoughts surface. Mm-hmm. We're so used to drowning out and suppressing that we really don't know how we feel about certain things. And I recognize that everything flows out of Krishna. If Krishna's not okay, business is not okay. Uh, my ministry is not okay. My family is not okay. So, therefore, I have to meet with Krishna. I need to know what Krishna's thinking. What does Krishna need um, so that I can be effective? So, I would say, Tip number one, meet with yourself regularly in silence and let those thoughts just surface. For once, don't meet with an agenda. (laughs) Don't say, okay, I'm going to sit today and do vision. I'm going to sit and do goals. I'm going to sit and, you know, just sit and just let the thoughts surface. Once they surface, begin to dump it out. Mm -hmm. And once you dump it out, you'll begin to see on a subconscious level, there is so much more that you are thinking of Mm -hmm. that is impacting your emotional state than Mm -hmm. you realize. Right. We feel it's only the conscious level things, but it's more so the subconscious level things. And that surfaces when we meet with ourselves and we just dump it out. And then I begin to face the real things that I'm worried about, Mm -hmm. the real things that I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. And I start like addressing them one by one.
0: I love that. And I love that you talked about journaling. You know, it's something that, that I tell women to do all the time. And one thing takeaway that I am going to take away from this conversation is even though you say sit in silence and just let the thing surface, I think it takes some time to get to that point. What yes. you said initially, what you said initially was to ask yourself these questions. You know, I think that's a good way to start the journaling process. You can ask yourself. These yes. lists of questions on what am I feeling or, you know, why am I feeling this way? And that'll help get you going to your journaling process to where you can eventually get to that point where when you sit in silence, things will surface and then you can right. dump it. And dumping it, not necessarily having to write everything down, because sometimes it can be a lot. You know, we all have phones, you know, the, yes. the computers, mobile computers. They have voice memos. You know, you can talk it out, you know. I find that for myself, a lot of times I don't know why, but I'm like you in the car. I usually don't have music on, but it's when I'm in the shower. <laughs> all of a sudden, I have all these grand ideas and all, and I'm like, I have nothing to write down, and I'm like, <laughs> I have to remember. I have to shower, so I'm going, it's like, why am I when I'm in? I, and I realized the other day was because. It was like you were saying, we all have this movement and this all of this that keeps us going, that we use this stuff to drown everything out. That is really one of the only times that I'm actually just still and yes. I'm doing nothing, yes. concentrating on washing myself and getting clean, yes. nothing else. And so then it comes up, all this stuff, wow. you know, but it's in the shower. <laughs> wow. That's powerful because it's wet you're still. It's when I'm still, because I find that, you know, I've been saying to myself since now that I'm an adult, I think I have a little bit of ADD. (laughs)
1: I'm
0: sorry, but I probably have it too. (laughs) Because, and I think it's because we just have so much, you know, going on. I still work a full-time job, you know, and I'm trying to do this. I'm not going to say trying. I know it's not a good word, but I'm doing this entrepreneurial thing and I want to do this and I want to do that. And it just seems like the brain just switches, you know, one thing to the next and you have to force yourself to sit still, like you said. So I'm going to have to do, be a little bit more uh, conscious of trying to do that outside of the shower.
1: (laughs) It's powerful. You'd be surprised how many things that you're really storing. Right. And it's just, we drawn it out with right. movements and activity.
0: Now, you kind of touched on this and about how to take care of self, but this is my next question to lead into that. You said um, you were talking about how you sometimes give away your yes. Now, in building your empire and your business, I'm sure... You have encountered others who try to take advantage of your good nature. And that leads back to when you were saying sometimes you give away your yes. So what tips can you share with other entrepreneurs out there on how to establish and maintain those boundaries?
1: Love it. So one of the things you have to do, you have to be in touch. I call I call them the life pillars, right? So usually if you think about the things that causes you the greatest frustration, It causes you the greatest frustration because it's something that's a pillar in your life or core belief. So like the pillars in my life are my family, my finances, my faith, and my friends, right? So I'm just going to put it in Fs to make it easy. So those four pillars are holding up my life. Anytime something attacks one of those pillars, Selena, I begin to become frustrated, so if something attacks me in the area of, let's say, my family, you know, I'm very family oriented. And if my dad gets sick or like I lost my aunt um, last year, uh, it shakes my life because it's a foundation and it's a pillar. So you need to look at the things that are impacting the pillars of your life. You first have to identify what they are. Mm-hmm. And if you see like when something touches your family, you, you feel it really deep internally. Or maybe it's your finances. Once I don't hit my financial goal, I start to stress immediately, not that anything is late or due or anything. I'm just anxious over it. Um, So I realize, okay, these are the pillars that support my life. If things come to attack that, it means that I'm going to be standing on three legs or two legs or one leg, and I'm going to be unstable. So that helps me to know when people come, I need to have boundaries around those things. I need to see what is impacting those things. And it really has helped me to not give away my yes as easily because I realized that I need to be stable to do everything that I need to do. And if what you have going on is going to shake or knock over one of my pillars, it means Chris is going to be on three legs and you will probably be on five because you now <laughs> stole one of mine. <laughs> so learning to keep those boundaries, it's a constant journey. But I start with knowing what's important to me. Mm-hmm. Then I don't let people
0: touch those pillars. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I recently interviewed... Uh, Kedrick Brown, you know, he's an actor. And one of the things that he touched on too was the boundaries. And I love what he said. He's, he has no problem saying no. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though in that industry, you know, they're always, you as an actor, you're hungry looking for the next part. You know, if something is presented to him that does not fit into any of those pillars, like you said, that fits with his core belief, he has yeah. no problem saying no. And, you know, even though, you know, he may have to go back and think about it and say, okay, well, let me think about why this may be important to, you know, like he mentioned his agent wanted to have him do something. He said, no, I don't want to do it. You know, but then he had to realize, well, an opportunity like this doesn't come along too often for the agency, not for him, for the agency. Mm-hmm. So he had to sort of take a moment and kind of reevaluate. So. Mm-hmm. Establishing boundaries doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you say no and then you just that's just it. It's written in stone. Sometimes you can take a, if it, you can reevaluate and try to make a determination on how it may fit into one of your pillars. Yes. So that's, that's powerful. Yeah. So here's here's a fun, a fun question for you. <laughs> if there was a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what would it be?
1: Alicia Keys, Girl on Fire.
0: <laughs> oh, you did not hesitate. <laughs>
1: no,
0: this is like a hand in my hand <laughs> Right. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. Okay, so is there anything that we need to be looking out for when it comes to the future of Christian? What are you working on? You know, give us some information?
1: Absolutely. So I'm always working on me. I mean, I'm sure the listeners would have gathered that by now. (laughs) Um, I'm a constant work in progress. So what I'm working on is I'm really uh, not trying. I'm gonna say I was about to say. You know, we we just said we're not using that word. (laughs) (laughs) I really want the HR part of me and my HR skills to shine. So once I transitioned into my business, I kind of shelved most of the hr skill set and really transitioned into this full-time business space really coaching people and now doing course creation Mm -hmm. hr is still my passion and it's still my love while Mm -hmm. i don't want to go back into corporate i still want to use those skills and i maintain my you know my certification every year so in theory Mm -hmm. i'm still that active hr professional um, in practice, I'm not really active. So I really want to get back into spaces this year of helping small businesses in their HR department. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say department, what I want to do is really support small businesses who may not have a team or may not have a large team, but perhaps they have a VA or... Um, a graphics person or sales team, or they have some type of support, most times people don't get the results that they want out of their team because Mm -hmm. they don't have the basic HR elements. Mm -hmm. So we treat people just based on their job title, not based on how a corporation or a company would operate as it relates to staff. And then we make these people disposable because, I mean, you can probably get a VA very easy. And you can just shelf them when you could have really developed a relationship with the current VA that you have, but just performance wasn't managed, expectations were off, deliverables were not managed. So I'm thinking I really want to step into that space of training people that work with entrepreneurs, managing their performance helping uh, companies to keep their best and their brightest staff. And all it needs is care, love, and attention, Selena. Mm-hmm. I know as a solopreneur, I expect my VA or my employee to be a double of me. But that does not happen in business. And we don't allow people to shine. And then we change people yeah. so often because we feel it's the person. But it's really the management of the person. So you see how I'm getting excited because I'm passionate <laughs> So I really want to help small businesses to tap into that HR element, helping them to manage if the one employee, the 10, the 20, the 30, so that they can scale their businesses well by treating people well.
0: I love it. Amazing. All right. Now tell us how we can stay in touch with you. Give us all your, your website, your social media handles, all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. So my favorite place to hang out is inside of my group, Purpose Diaries on Facebook. It's a closed group. They always hear about everything first or they get my trainings first. So if you want to hear more of me, that is Purpose Diaries Facebook group on Facebook. They can connect with me on Instagram at be krisha, which really means be me, authentic, right? So be krisha all the time. So it's the letter B and my name, C-R-I-S-H-A. And of course, on my website, KrishaBowen.com, I look forward to connecting with many of you <laughs> who are ready to create courses or of course, develop the HR and the human capital of your business.
0: All right. I love it. Now, one thing that I want, well, let me let everybody know that I will be having the links to all of that, excuse me, in the description of the podcast. But one question I forgot to ask you is, you know, we follow each other on social media. And one thing that you do is call yourself the giant slayer. So where did that come from? And just give us a little bit of information about that.
1: (laughs) So that actually came from one of my Periscope viewers. I was teaching one day on Periscope. I was teaching the story of um, David and Goliath, the very popular story. And I began to teach that your giant stands at your gateway th- to the next level. Because once David um, was able to slay Goliath, his life was transformed, his life was changed. So usually in our life, there's a giant, but there's a next level behind that giant. And as I begin to teach that, um, this guy, he put in the chat, he said, you are the giant slayer. Mm -hmm. And as he said it, Selena, like something like jumped inside of me. (laughs) And from that day, that Mm -hmm. you are the giant slayer, just like someone saying in my inbox, do you coach? (laughs) I was it became going, you. <laughs> I became was you. giant slayer by someone who was viewing, and from that day to now, that name has you know just it's it's there, it's constant. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was not it was about who I am in terms of identity, mm-hmm. what I'm able to do. When I speak, I can help people slay giants in their lives. People feel yeah. inspired. They feel like, oh, after I listen to Krishna, I can conquer the world. Yes,
0: I'm and not- I, can attest, I, look, I can attest to that, all right? If you haven't heard Krisha speak or preach or anything you are, you're missing out, I'm telling you. So I encourage you to get connected, just get connected. Whether you want to create a course or not, just get connected. <laughs> all right, well, again, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Polish and Mirror podcast. And until next time, everybody, we will talk to you later, Bye. Thank you so very much for listening to the polish your mirror podcast please subscribe and share you can join our community by visiting ladies circle of success on facebook i'm your host selena borns and as always remember to keep your mirror polished because no one can do it better than you